Hey, everyone, and welcome back to Father Daughter First Down, where we bear all about the Chicago Bears. I'm Maya. And I'm Joey. Oh, where do we even begin this week? I mean, I don't even think that we should do a good, the bad, and the ugly because it was just all ugly. Maya, it was so ugly that I have to, I, I know that this is a video recording, but it's also, it's really a podcast. So for those who um, are only listening, you may tell them what I am doing right now. You've got um, your bear's hat and the garbage. Oh, you're throwing it away. Okay, drama queen. All right. My dad is being a little dramatic. Um, but what do you think about fields? I made a big fields. You're just starting with fields. Let's just, I mean, the bears got cremated. This was an old fashioned whooping. They are three and four. They are, we, we said they were mediocre before. This team, mediocre is, is finishing 500, like they've done two years in a row. This team, if they, 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 they beat the bad teams and any team that is headed to the playoffs, they don't have a chance. How they beat Cincinnati, I don't, I don't understand it. But Cincinnati really is a different team today than they were game two. But we're in game we're, we're heading into the eighth week, and after seven weeks, they're three and four. They've scored Less no, than touch, no touchdowns in two games. They have no offense. This is not about Chief. We'll get into Justin Fields. By the way, right before we did this broadcast, the news of the day is our coach has COVID. I think that's a big story. And I think that it could be a lie. And here's why I think that they are doing it to cover up and he's going to save a few weeks because they can't fire somebody who's ill with COVID. That's not a good look. So you think this is, this is a setup. Well, first of all, we wish that, that, that the coach is healthy. Absolutely. We, we Absolutely. wish nothing against him personally, but agreed. The coach, he stinks. I wish they would have fired him at halftime. That would have been a first. Like with all the record breaking of Tom Brady, the Bears would have made news, good news for fans, if they would have fired him at halftime. They're not going to fire him this week because he has COVID. We'll see what happens with the protocol and the two you know, negative tests. He may be coaching this week. We'll see. But who else may have COVID since the head coach has COVID? Maybe yeah. the whole coaching staff. That could actually be, be a good thing. A good thing coaching wise, not health wise. We don't want anyone, you know, to be ill, but you know, coaching wise, that actually could be a very good thing for the Bears. I don't know how Nagy is still here. I would have fired him right after that game, not even allowed him to be on the plane coming home from Tampa Bay. He is like a cat with nine lives. Like, what is it going to take to get this guy fired? Well, I don't know. I don't know. But it, yeah, I mean, Cody Parkey was gone after one missed kick, and Nagy's had so many terrible games. What's it going to take? It starts from the top. I mean, the, the Bears' ownership, their, their, their president is an accountant. He knows nothing about football. He chose the GM, who is terrible, who has made terrible picks, is only focused on the talent positions. We, we, we can get into the game. I think you didn't want to do good, bad, and ugly because you said it was all ugly, and I agree. 
let's just, you know, 38 to three. This game was over in the first three minutes. Let's do a little recap and then we could talk about offense, defense, and let's look towards the future. Yeah. Well, first of all, we won the coin toss and we decided to start with. We won something? We yes, we won, something? we won the coin toss, but I think that was a huge mistake right off the bat. Every time we have started with the ball this season, we cannot get a first down on the first try. We don't even get, you know, into Tampa Bay's territory at all. Pat O'Donnell has been on the field within the first couple minutes of the game. Every single time we start with the ball, we cannot start a game. It is unbelievable. So you think always going on defense after the flip is, is a strategy. I think I like that strategy, but I don't always agree that, that, that didn't determine the game. The fact of the matter is on the second play of the game, Justin Fields almost got killed. He was blindsided, fumble, recover to live another down so that they can punt because they had a three and out. Then they punt Tampa Bay gets the ball and has a big run back. So they're already in Bears territory. And I think within three or four plays later, they're in the end zone. Within three minutes, it was seven, nothing game was over from that point on, from what I saw, they had, they have no line. They have no creativity, no strategy there. You build a, a winning football team. The foundation of your team is up front, offensive line, defensive line. They, they have not, not done that in years, and now they're in a situation where they're more of a 6-10 and 10 team than an 8-8 eight and eight or a 10-6 team. I don't see them going anywhere going forward. Absolutely not. I mean, an offensive line is key for any quarterback success. You saw it, you know, this week with Tom Brady. His jersey was pristinely white and clean because his O-line works. They protect him. And just or, their organization works. Tom Brady has been the right. beneficiary of being on wonderful organizations with great ownership, great management in the front office and solid coaching throughout. I mean, you know, it's, it's been a recipe for him. Yes, he's great. and He's made others around him great, but he even will credit organizations that have been behind him to, you know, get him where he's gotten. Absolutely. And, you know, the Bears have no management. I don't understand bringing in Bill Lazor. He was fired by the Cincinnati Bengals a couple of years ago because they had one of the worst offensive teams in the league. So we pretty much took him off the street and gave him a job as to be, you know, our offensive coordinator. So I didn't know what reasoning goes behind taking in a stray who was fired for being so horrible, but these guys all clearly have each other's backs or something. Cause they keep putting out these moves to save their jobs. They threw away the future in the draft to get Justin Fields, who was supposed to, you know, save the team, which is really just saving pace and Nagy at the end of the day. Um, because unless the team goes happening. sale sign, then these coaches are just going to look out for each other and for themselves. Well, that's all they have left, but let's talk about the team. You started with Justin Fields. So what do you think of Justin Fields performance and what do you think of the offense? Let's talk about the offensive play this game. Fields is, I believe. Yeah. I believe Fields is the second most sacked quarterback in the NFL, which is one. He's now the first. Oh, he's now. Okay. So after After this game, yes. 
Yeah, after last night and tonight's game, he is now the number one sack quarterback in the NFL, and yet he has not even played every game. That is unbelievable. Five turnovers. Five turnovers. I stand by what I said last week, that he is not ready for the NFL. They're throwing him out in a situation. And honestly, I think that because of his coaching staff, they, they damage quarterbacks. I feel like. So are you in favor of playing one of the veteran quarterbacks? Absolutely. All right. Well, I disagree. I think they should continue to, they, they made a decision. Justin Fields, they're giving him a chance to grow. The problem with that is, is that they could stunt his growth. They could knock his confidence down. They could get him seriously hurt. Um, listen, Joe Burrow got thrown into the fray last year with the Bengals, a below average team. He got hurt later in the season. Thankfully, he's come back healthy and look at where, what he's doing now. But the problem with, with Justin right now, it's really how he's being coached, how they're not creating plays and schemes to make him successful. He is just a target right now. And the NFL is just feasting on the Bears offense. Yeah, I really don't think he even showed much improvement. Before I was seeing a little bit improvement each week. This was this was a bad this went backwards. This was no steps forward and many steps backwards. And that's what that's what I'm concerned about. Yeah. The one good thing I saw was when they did a no huddle offense. Cause that what what showed me is that. They're going fast and they might not even be listening to the offensive coordinators, you know, like they're just moving along and how they read it on the field. Yeah, but Justin's got to be faster. He's got to be releasing the ball quicker. They got to roll him out. Really? He's got to find his receivers and hit them. The other problem is his receivers did not help him. There was too many drop balls this game. Mm-hmm. And for a young quarterback, you, you got to catch the ball, Cole Komet. Darnell Mooney, you guys got to catch the ball. Too many drop passes. And just. Will Herbert played, uh, he he had a great run game again. So he was, I think, the one positive. He's like our MVP on offense thus far. Yeah, six round draft pick. No one knew who he was. Yeah, and, so you know, he's at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of running backs. So we just thought we had great. a Khalil on defense, but we have a Khalil on offense too. Yeah. Our defense, should we get into the defense? Our Let's defense. Get into the defense. Our defense was asleep. Okay, they were okay. Listen, they were put in terrible positions. The the Bears, um, the the Tampa Bay offense received the ball, I think over 50% of their possessions started in Bears territory. That's because of turnovers, bad coverage on special teams, and they made it easy for Tampa Bay. I think Tampa Bay would have driven the field most of the game, that game could have been 70 to nothing easily. Absolutely. Easily. We also were missing uh, Robert Quinn and Hicks, which really, you know, showed how that hurt us. And it's also really exhausting for the defense to be out there doing all the work. It is so hard to get motivation. They're exhausted. And believe me, they're not happy with their offense. No. That could be a problem in the locker room down the road, if not. Absolutely. I mean, that locker room must be so torn apart. If I was on defense, I'd be so pissed at the offense because the defense is out there busting their asses and the offense can barely get points on the board. They're not getting any points on three points. Crazy. Anyway, the other thing about the defense 
um, is that a lot of uh, more penalties, stupid penalties, more unsportsmanlike conduct. We got another player uh, um, ejected. ejected. And that's a reflection on the coaching staff as well. It shows no discipline. Um, so, yeah, they're frustrated. I get it. But you, you're, you're a professional athlete. You've got to know that that's going to hurt your team. And those penalties are eat up big chunks of yards. They keep drives going. And when you don't have an offense, that doesn't help them either. It's just as bad, if not worse, than a drop pass on offense. So discipline on defense has got to be better. This, this was a, another game like the week before with the Packers where you can't afford to mis- make mistakes. you got to play next to a perfect game. And this wasn't even close. This was like a professional team playing a high school team. I was just going to say that. And also that really speaks to the coaching and the lack of creativity and preparation. Yes, we're getting to the point in the season where you have injured players and that sucks. And that's something that you have to deal with. And now with COVID in the mix and having, you know, players on the COVID list, no one wants to see that, but you have to learn to adapt and play these better teams. Right. So not only did I throw my Bears hat in the garbage for this week and my memorabilia Bears helmet, I don't know if you can see, I'm wearing all black. This game to me was like a funeral. It was terrible. It was so hard to watch. It was, it was so frustrating. I think I, I actually, I don't think I know I had more glasses of wine last night than points the bears had on the board it was just so painful to watch you had, four, you had four glasses of wine yes what kind of wine what were you drinking red or white red you have to think about it too long that's not good <laughs> it was red it was whatever yeah, well, let's look towards the future maya we've got <laughs> the san francisco 49ers coming in who are their team is is down. I would say a huge difference between the 49ers and our team is coaching, number one. Absolutely. Um, but they're they've been decimated with injuries as well. Uh, they're coming off of a loss on national TV. There was a Sunday night game and they lost to the Colts. Um, and we're going to the game. We're we're slated to go to the game. Should we sell our tickets or should we go? The, there's two reasons we should not sell our tickets. One, nobody is going to pay to go see the Bears. We will not get our money's worth if we sell the tickets. Two, I told you from the beginning, <laughs> I always tell you this when we play San Francisco, I go, do not sell those tickets. I want to see Jimmy Garoppolo. So I'm really, I'm really going to see Jimmy Garoppolo, but obviously going in support of the Bears. Hopefully this week is not as ugly as last week was. Otherwise, we might be out at halftime and hitting up some bar in Chicago. (laughs) So do we think the line is impacted by our head coach um, announcing that, that he has COVID today? Do we think that the line moved? I don't know. You know, that's a great question. I think that some people are going to be nervous. Some players who are close with coach Nagy and, you know, support him and like him are going to be a little nervous about it. But those who are, you know, see what's behind all the bullshit are probably happy for a change because there clearly needs to be some sort of change behind the scenes. And we'll that's what happens. We'll see what happens as the week goes on with coach Nagy. I think our feeling is, hey, we hope you get better, coach. 
but we hope you're not there because yeah. I think the bears, if, if, if the players call plays in the huddle, like street ball, they could be better off. Absolutely. And who even knows who's calling the plays anymore? Because originally on offense, it was, you know, Nagy, then laser. And this whole dance happened last year as well, where they switched the play callers. And it's like, listen to the players. What do the players want? They're the ones who are out there on the field, you know, trying to read, you know, the defense and the defense trying to read the other team's offense, you know, listen to what they want to do. And what they see as being feasible on the field. And By the way, yeah, one of his comments, his post uh, in his press conference after the game was he said he he likes the way the teams come together recently and how close everyone is. Like, what is that all? That about? is the biggest load of crap I've ever heard because the locker room must have been. Cares? There maybe maybe they're coming all together to like be against him, that would be a good thing. It's, it's the weirdest comment. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I you mean, know, that's part of his job to, you know, win, everything in win, a games, light. win games, show some, some leadership. In, show some drive and some motivation. Like this isn't. Show that you know the game just a little bit. No, he he's, doesn't. He's supposed to be, he was, came in as an offensive genius. We have been the worst offense since he's been here in the league over his term the he's trying to be Andy every Reed. offensive category he is no Andy Reid okay that is beyond established for years and years yes he was great his first season came in with all these trick plays what was he, he coaching everybody yeah every, fooled we everybody. all know him. we know and him now. I think he ruined Trubitsky and you know stunted his growth and I don't want to see him do the same to Fields. I think we need to completely clear house. We need to look at other offensive coordinators on good offenses, you know, throughout the league and hopefully bring them in and offer them our our accountant, you know, who's in charge should offer he them should go too. Everyone should go. I'm telling you they should hire Peyton Manning, give him anything he wants, make him the president of the Bears and he'll build from there. Bring on Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, that's actually an interesting choice. Do any former football players? John Elway with Denver. Yes. Yeah, they own this team. So, Maya, let's let's. Um, uh, I'd like to um, say to the people that have been watching us thus far, I want to thank them very much. We really yes. appreciate um, the comments that have come in. Um, we understand our quality on video is lacking. Um, hopefully audio is better. We're seeking to improve. And as we move forward with this, we're still having fun. So we're still doing it. And we appreciate it if you're still listening. And we yeah. hope, and, and please, one of the things we're really trying to get from our, our viewers or listeners is um, guests, ideas for guests, other fathers and daughters who love to talk football, whether they're, um, just people like Maya and myself, uh, you know, just fans, uh, coaches, uh, former players, current players, anybody. Yes. And also on that note, we are now on Spotify. If anyone just wants to listen and doesn't want to deal with watching us and sitting down so you can listen in your car or on a walk or something, but we really do appreciate everyone who has listened week after week, week and given us feedback. We read everything and feel free to email us any questions or ideas at father, daughter, first down at gmail.com. So before we leave, 
I'm going to make a quick prediction. Maya, you can if you'd like as well. My prediction last for last week's game was 38 to 13. I was generous with the Bears giving them 13 points, but I got the 38 right. I think the Bears are are just with everything happening. They could win this game. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'm going to say that San Francisco ends up winning in an ugly game. Let's call it 16 to 13. Okay. I was going to go a little higher. I was going to do maybe something like 14 to 24. You mean 24 to 14? Yes. With San Francisco winning the game. You got San Francisco winning too. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be Halloween. So it's going to be Halloween. So maybe something will be in the air and something will happen that, uh, are you going to wear a costume to the game? Only if you do. I, I could be wearing black. I could be wearing what I'm wearing now to the game because uh, I'm a just, good idea. It's, I'm just, yeah. it's it could be a long season, and it's really you know. Yeah, and it's it's an even longer got season. Ten more games. They can turn it around. So I always have I have a morsel of optimism, but coaching staff really management owners bad 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 bad. So. On the count of three, Maya, let's sign off. One, two, three. Bear Bear down. down.